Welcome back, everybody, to Dragon Cast Z. It's your boy Juanito Papito Solito the Third, aka Juan. And today we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball episode The Kamehameha Wave. Uh, before we jump into this episode, I just want to remind everyone to follow us on Instagram at Dragon Cast Z. That's where you will see any and all updates for the podcast. I do have a couple things in the works coming in the future uh testing some things out right now behind the scenes for you guys so hopefully once i get any kinks worked out and i feel like it's solid enough to run with then i will update you on that and let you know what what's going to be going on I'll, I'll do the reveal behind these things but like i said before uh stay tuned on instagram to see what's going on with everything so like i said this episode is called the kamehameha wave and we start off with goku and chi chi finally reaching the kami house and it kind of like kicks off with chi chi being a little suspicious of master roshi and she doesn't believe that they are dealing with the actual master roshi that trained uh her father so chi chi right off the bat while master roshi is busy talking decides to to test him and she pulls that blade that's on her helmet she pulled that she used to kill the dinosaur with she pulls that blade out and she says if this is the real master roshi then she can throw this blade at him and he'll dodge it no problem meanwhile like you're looking at this and chi chi and master roshi really aren't all that far from each other maybe like somewhere between 20 to 50 feet away from each other so it's a pretty close distance so it's like as if you as if i just decided i'm gonna throw a baseball at you and see if you can react fast enough but meanwhile like master roshi has his back turned to chi chi and goku and he's kind of just like recounting some stories about how he trained her father and so chi chi just goes with it and throws this blade at him and all of a sudden it like cuts to like master roshi like really focused and you think that he's like about to like do something crazy and which which he kind of does like he he spins around and he's he has this like staff that he that he walks around with and he like he goes ah and puts like the staff up in the air to block the blade but like it's a wood staff and we saw that this blade could cut through a dinosaur's bone like body and bones you know what i mean so he puts the blade up but i mean uh he puts the staff up and the blade just cuts through the staff goes right into his skull doesn't kill him but it does injure him but like chi chi like starts yelling out now oh see i i knew you weren't the real master roshi the real master roshi would have been able to dodge that and master roshi says no one would have been able to dodge that um you're crazy and she continues to say no the real master roshi would have been able to dodge that and he and master roshi now pulls out his id from his pocket and shows it to chi chi showing her that he is the real master roshi and that's when she like apologizes uh for throwing the blade at his head then uh master roshi ends up talking to goku because in secret because they're asking for the Bancho fan and Master Roshi tells Goku okay I'll lend you guys the Bancho fan uh but you have to promise me one thing I want to I want to go on a moonlight stroll with Chi Chi around the island and Goku goes okay I'll talk to her and try to get you that and with that Master Roshi's like okay I'll give you the Bancho fan but then like continues to say that you know the Bancho fan's probably too strong for them to use because it's it's a really strong magical item and Master Roshi tells 
tells him, oh, with one swing of the Bancho fan, you get a strong gust of wind. Two swings, it'll cause the clouds to start raining. And three swings, it'll cause like a heavy rainfall. And he was like a little skept- skeptical about it, but because Goku decided to talk to Chi-Chi to get her to go on a walk with Master Roshi, you know, Master Roshi just lets it slide. And then Master Roshi and the tortoise are talking about the Bancho fan because Master Roshi can't find it. So the tortoise tells Master Roshi, oh, the last time I saw you with it, you were using it as a placemat. And Master Roshi's like, oh, yes, I remember this. I was using it as a placemat and I spilled some juice on it and it got all sticky and I threw it away. I wasn't thinking. I forgot that that was the Bancho. So we find out Master Roshi threw it out and now Goku and Chi-Chi are just out of luck. Now they have no way to put out the fire on Fire Mountain. So then Master Roshi ends up telling them that, yeah, there's still another way to do it, to put out the fire. He says that he can do it himself. And they're both a little skeptical, like Chi-Chi and Goku a little skeptical because, like, how is this old man supposed to do this? During all this, like, Master Roshi just starts to get ready to come join them. And Master Roshi cannot cannot um, ride the flying Nimbus because obviously he is not pure of heart. He is very obsessed with women and anything associated with them. So he has to find his own means of transportation and he ends up calling he ends up calling baby Gamera. I think that's how I think that's how it said. I, I can't remember now off the top of my head. But baby Gamera and it's like this flying like baby dinosaur turtle thing kind of and it ends up coming over and the way it flies is it spins very quickly in a circle. And he ends up he ends up bringing Master Roshi over to Fire Mountain and then that's you know Goku and Chi Chi meet up there. They take the flying Nimbus and they meet him up there. And you know they pop off. So Master Roshi starts talking to the ox king and that's where you see that yes master roshi did train the ox king the ox king is very happy to see him it's been years since they haven't seen each other and there's like there's like this little passing moment where uh master roshi asks the ox king if he's too old to put out the fire himself and he tells him he should be more than able to and the ox king says yes i'm too old now if you watch the episode i did leave out a little piece earlier and i'll touch on it now but earlier in the episode when they were at kami house and master roshi and the tortoise were talking the tortoise said something to master roshi saying oh but you drank from the fountain of youth so you're not really near the end you're nowhere near the end of your life so even though master roshi looks old he's still young essentially young because he drank from the fountain of youth like yeah he it seems like he drank from it at like a bad time maybe like he just didn't find the fountain of youth until he was already old but it is what it is so he's basically going to be living in this extended phase of an elderly person for a very long time but nonetheless you know they talk they catch up uh, and master roshi kind of just tells everybody to you know stand back watch out he's going to put out the fire on fire mountain and meanwhile i just want you to keep this in mind that yamcha and par are still in the background and watching everything that's going on and so so Master Roshi ends up taking the turtle shell that he has on his back off and then he undoes his shirt and you just see like Master Roshi's like this frail skinny old man you see his ribs and everything like and he has like these um it looks like band-aids he has like band-aids on his back and then like some weird like white plug things I don't know what those are or what they're for and I don't think it ever really gets explained but it must be something like medicinal so he takes all this off and this is where 
before we get into what I I would consider this the first power up in the entire series because Master Roshi sits there and he focuses and he essentially powers up because all of a sudden he transformed from a skinny frail man to having these insanely large biceps his and his forearms like everything on his body just gets like all of a sudden buffed up and he looks like he could he has like some real strength and all of a sudden he has abs and pecs and he's just like looks like someone who just hit the gym for like six years straight no days off and literally just ate meat and protein powder like just by the spoonful and and then he focuses up and he does he begins to do the the kamehameha wave so this is the first time we are ever seeing this move and he does he does the kamehameha wave and he sends this enormous blast out and you think like if you if you've seen like obviously seen the newest episodes of like dragon ball super and all that or seen what's gone down in dragon ball z you think that like master roshi is gonna send the kamehameha wave out and then spin around fire mountain to put out the fire no, he shoots this straight into the mountain to put out the fire. So he puts out the fire. It, everything's done. And like the Ox King starts pointing it out, pointing out to Master Roshi like, oh, like, look, you, you put out the fire, but you did more than just put out the fire. And it like cuts like Master Roshi looking over and he blows up the entire mountain, including the Ox King's castle. So he just destroyed their home and the mountain and put out the fire all with this kamehameha so now at this point this is the strongest move and i'd say probably master roshi would be considered the strongest person in the dragon ball saga at this moment so goku amazed by this move asked master roshi if he could teach him that and master roshi tells goku that like yeah he can teach him but it's gonna take him 50 years to perfect this move and then in less than like 50 seconds goku turns around and practices like just mimics the kamehameha wave from what he saw and shoots the car that Yamcha gave them. So remember, this car had a tracking device in it. So Goku does the Kamehameha wave and destroys the car. Like, like I mean, makes the car undrivable. It doesn't, like, blow up the car completely or anything like that, but makes the car undrivable. Then Goku's, like, disappointed in his own Kamehameha wave. Even though it was his first time doing it and was able to get it off without an issue, he's, like, disappointed that it wasn't as strong as Master Roshi's. So then Master Roshi being, like, dumbfounded about this, about what just transpired ox king mentions that goku is gohan's grandson and then that piques like masaroshi's interest and he ends up offering goku to stay on his island and train him and while all this is going down um boma and oolong are looking for the dragon ball in the rubble and they end up they end up finding it like they turn over like oolong was ready to give up and then boma finally like turned over a piece of rubble and they found that dragon ball so now they have six out of the seven dragon balls so we're one dragon ball away from them being able to summon the dragon and get their wishes done and go so basically this is where like the episode starts coming to a close and everyone like starts saying their goodbyes but then they realize like they don't have a car now because goku destroyed it so Bul- like bulma ends up coming over after like finding the dragon ball sees the car destroyed the ox king says here you know take my car you know you guys deserve it 
like Goku did excellent, so this is my treat, gives him the car. And then they start really saying their goodbyes now. And Chi Chi asks Goku if she's she says, Goku, are you gonna think about me uh after this? And Goku says, Yeah, I think I might think about you. I'm not sure. Chi Chi blushes and then Goku asks asks Chi Chi, like, are you gonna think about me? And she gets like really like shy and bashful. And then um, as they're like ready to leave, pretty much Master Roshi then tells Bulma, oh, don't forget, you agreed to go on a walk with me if I put out the fire. And I did. So then Bulma scurries away, grabs Oolong, makes Oolong transform into her, into like a perfect copy of her, go for this like walk with Master Roshi, which they end up doing. And then Oolong, to be spiteful because he doesn't like being forced to do this, ends up flirting with Master Roshi and leading him on a little bit. And then Oolong ends up flashing Master Roshi. It kind of just like ends there between them two, pretty much. Like Bulma ends up like, it ends up like cutting to Oolong and Bulma talking and she punches Oolong for doing what he did and so then like the episode comes to a close with Goku and the gang getting in the car and driving off to find the final Dragon Ball and they state that it's pretty far so Bulma had to change the radar for a long distance uh, view which shows you that like six of them were pretty pretty close to each other and then the seventh one is is really deep and then the final like cut of the scene is um, Yamcha and Poir following them in their own car. So I'd say like the in this episode, like the major events was seeing the Kamehameha wave done by Master Roshi. I would say Master Roshi revealing that he has drank water from the Fountain of Youth. Goku showing that even after seeing an attack once that he can mimic it. So him mimicking the Kamehameha wave would be uh, the third major event. Then I'd say probably um, the castle being destroyed by Master Roshi's Kamehameha wave because now this displaces the Ox King and Chi Chi. And fun fact for anyone who doesn't know this Chi Chi is technically a princess so Chi Chi and Goku being married would make Goku a prince which would change the fact that Vegeta is the prince of all Saiyans because then technically Goku is a prince of all Saiyans well food for thought food for thought um let's see for the trivia it's nothing too crazy okay so for the trivia I got I got one thing for you this never happens again in the series or anything but for a strange reason right before Master Roshi fires the Kamehameha wave oh white circle is drawn around Master Roshi's hand. And this is the only time it's ever seen. This never occurs again with any other Kamehameha wave in the entire franchise or in the manga or in movies. So that's a little like crazy to think that it's like something that they added in for to reflect like to show something specifically and then they just cut it out. And also fun fact when this episode was released in the dub version in 1995 they misspelled Kamehameha wave. <laughs> like how do you how do you misspell Kamehameha wave, bro? It's the main attack of this of this franchise. It's the main focus of the episode and they misspelled Kamehameha wave. Then this episode is also the last non-filler appearance of Chi-Chi as a kid. And in this episode also comes the famous double right-handed meme of Goku. So this is where they get the shot where the artist messed up and gave Goku two 
right hands when he's firing the Kamehameha wave. Fun fact. So definitely, I, overall, this episode's worth the view. Like, you get to see the first time a Kamehameha wave is done, and then you get to see the second time it's ever done, and it's the first time Goku ever does it just by seeing someone else do it once. It's crazy. Like, it, it's just worth it. And on that bombshell, we end the episode, and we will be catching you in the next episode, which is Boss Rabbit's Magic Touch. And once again, thank you everybody for staying till the very end. It is appreciated. You have no idea. Please don't forget to follow on Instagram. Like I said, that's where I will be posting all updates on the podcast and things to come. Like I said, I have two to three things in the works right now and I'm going to be seeing what I'll be moving forward with very soon with those items. Um, I might be pushing up the Discord channel sooner so I think we might have a Discord soon. I have the channel made. I just have to give you guys the links but I just I'm trying to perfect the the Discord and have it like set up in a good way for everybody so I'm kind of like looking at other channels and seeing how they're set up to kind of get like a baseline idea of how I want to run it. But with all that said thank you so much. Peace out. Take care. Thank you.